0: Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk. The central bank forecasts are out. It says that modified domestic demand, which is a much better benchmark for the Irish economy than GDP due to our oversized multinational sector, will grow by 6.4% this year and a more modest 2.3% next year. Worryingly, the CBI fears the, that inflation will remain at a relatively high rate of 6.3% next year. Robert Kelly is the Acting Director of Statistics with the Central Bank of Ireland and he joins me now. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Joe. Can we start, Robert, with that prediction for Modified Domestic Demand, or MDD? It will be quite robust this year, but fall dramatically next year. Is that mostly due to this energy price shock that we're we're seeing?
1: Yes, Joe. We expect the uncertainty in energy markets to slow growth in the coming quarters. So since our last forecast, recent developments in terms of the supply of gas markets expecting higher pricing in the coming year. At the same time, though, the demand for labour remains high. We have about three people for every vacancy available at the moment. If you compare that to directly before the pandemic, this number was six to one. So overall, we're characterising 2022 as this year of two halves. Strong growth in the first half of the year with considerably slower growth in the second. We see 2023 as kind of the mirror of that, starting with the economy continuing to adjust um, to the, to the energy shock. But recovering the household purchasing power towards the end of that year will reverse the trend and see growth start to resume at the end of 2023 and into 2024.
0: We'll come to the labour market a little bit, in a little bit, Robert. Uh, Inflation looks like it'll be with us until the end of next year. Uh, And you've published a, a paper linked to today's report entitled Household Economic Resilience.
1: Yes, indeed. So that that is exactly it. What we've seen and what we're seeing currently and into next year is that fl- essentially inflation is exceeding income growth. And there's a very nice piece, as you've mentioned in that signed article, where it identifies cohorts of households, which are maybe particularly susceptible to inflation shocks. So before this pandemic, or before um, this energy shock arose, about 15% or 180,000 households were, at a pl- were in a place where their current regular spending wasn't met by their current regular income. And for half of those households, they had less than 500 euros in spending. So this really does underpin the, the, uh, the need for targeted supports that are more temporary in nature and, and for governments to address and bridge that gap for these households over the winter.
0: Yes, but inflation remaining high uh, next year will, will spook a lot of people who might think, well, we should be over the worst of this by the start of spring. But it looks as if prices are going to continue rising notably and that will erode confidence as well as everything else, Robert, I suspect.
1: It will, but what we're seeing is, so we imagine inflation will peak towards the end of this year and it will moderate into next year. We're seeing three or four reasons for that. Firstly, we saw very strong price growth. Uh, towards the end of last year and early this year which will simply fall out of calculations where you do year-on-year changes. Secondly we do see some moderation in energy pricing so even if you compare it to a month ago when you would have been bringing together forecasts for the budget the most expected price for delivery of gas a year from now was about 95 euros per megawatt hour even in the month the markets expect for December 2023 that has gone down to about 65. Another reason is supply chains don't get me wrong they are still very much Constricted in terms of the impacts of the pandemic, but they are starting to improve. And finally, then as we see monetary policy taking taking hold and starting to normalise demand in the economy, we will see moderating inflation towards the end of next year.
0: So, when you say moderate, uh, monetary policy, you mean interest rates going up in the European Central Bank and all that? Yes. Um, let's go back to the labour market. Um, you, you're quite positive and bullish on the labour market.
1: Well, right now, what we see is is a demand of supply and supply imbalance in terms of the labour market. As I said. We we see three va- three people seeking employment for every one vacancy. That is half the rate we saw directly before the pandemic, and we have to go back even further when we would have thought of, you know, a, a labour market that was struggling maybe in two thousand eleven. That number was closer to forty people seeking employment for every one vacancy. So we do see a very tight labour market, and the the real question here is for firms that are some firms that are kind of um are, are uh, absorbing double shocks they have the shock of the pandemic whereby they had restrictions and also now they are seeing increase in energy prices how will they respond to that so from our discussions with them and gathering of self-information it seems right now they are trying to absorb the shock retain people in terms of employment maybe cut production or cut hours as they try and work through this uncertainty because the reality is there is a shortage of labor especially across some sectors but it will mean
0: that wages will be growing in real terms, which is good for quite a few households.
1: Yeah. So towards the end of next year, as we said the, the, we do expect that the, the nominal wage will grow, and as we see that moderating inflation next year, that overall household purchasing power will increase towards the end of next year.
0: You're a bit worried about exports, Robert, to the UK and some other international markets.
1: Yeah. So, so uh, initially, when we saw the exchange rate movements in terms of the UK last week, we would have been pointed to potential even the exchange rate movement itself for certain sectors within Ireland, such as the agricultural sector, will be particularly exposed to those. But more generally, when we think of a global slowdown, Ireland is a small open economy. So a lot of what's produced here by the multinationals depends on demand in US markets and Asian markets and broader Europe. So if we do see a more broad-based global slowdown, it will impact the exports of those sectors.
0: Thank you, Robert. That's Robert Kelly. He's the Acting Director of Statistics with the Central Bank of Ireland. Back